for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the very first episode of our Deeply Rooted Faith podcast. My name is Marge, and I'm just so excited to have you guys here with me. We simply exist to glorify the name of Jesus Christ and spread the gospel. So join us as we journey through what it really means to be deeply rooted in him. Have you ever been in a space where your life was at a standstill. The days came and went, but the outcome was always the same. This is my story. Imagine living your life in a continuous cycle, not having a sense of direction, and every day felt like a continuous loop. Stuck in the consciousness of your thoughts, delving into the very reasoning for your existence. Do I just exist? Exist through a physical sensation or a mental concept or both? That was my reality for seven years. Each year it worsened wondering what I was doing with my life. I had descended into this rabbit hole that I couldn't get myself out of. I was misdirected, looking to fill a void. I tried reading self-help books, thinking it would have a solution to what I was looking for. Shopping sprees, Comfort food, oh, good old comfort food. Honestly, these were incredibly fulfilling and satisfying, but only for a moment. An emptiness that haunted me. Life wasn't going the way that I had expected it to. My life was falling apart My relationship was in complete disarray. My boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, we were constantly fighting. I mean, we fought fought constantly. Work was unsatisfying. Relationships unfulfilling. And a boatload of student debts. I was overwhelmed, depressed. I couldn't, I could not get the negative chatters out of my head. I was discouraged and weary. The troubles of life were crushing me from all sides. I felt hopeless. I was literally living a mental hell of suffocation. 
everything that I had been trying hasn't worked. I had a deep-seated hunger for something more. Can you visualize someone being stuck in dry concrete for a second? That's what it felt like. I was stuck mentally, physically, and emotionally. I got to a point where I had reached my threshold. I just wanted to throw in the towel and just be done. Have you ever felt like that? Like you wanted to be done, done with it all? I was in a quandary, so I called my sister and the first thing she said to me was, you should come to church with me. <laughs> the certainty in her voice. She completely missed the question mark. She wasn't asking. It was a command. It looked like I had nowhere else to turn to but to God. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is called a divine setup. God was setting me up. So I began to ask God, what is my purpose for being here? There is no purpose to me being here. As the days passed, these questions became louder and louder until one morning I just couldn't take it anymore. I got up around 5 a.m., packed up my things, got inside the car, and drove to Connecticut. So I was going to take my sister up on that offer, even though it really wasn't one. So let's just pretend that I had a say in this. <laughs> we drove to the church, and as soon as I stepped foot outside of her car, I started having heart palpitations. I was either going to have the experience of a lifetime or I was never going back. So as they began to worship, the feeling of heaviness and suffocation flooded me. I felt like I was being crushed in that room while everyone else was having a good old time and crying out to God. Meanwhile, I felt trapped. I was envious of them. They were so free. They were so free to dance, free to sing. This wasn't fair, but life isn't fair. So I began to cry out to Jesus to save me, to help me. I was so lost and broken. I didn't know which way to turn to. I needed help, a lot of it. As I stood there in silence, a sudden burst of tears came gushing out. My emotions took over like a flood. It was too much to hold. I couldn't stop crying. I could not stop crying. The tear just kept falling and falling and falling. I'm pretty sure that God heard me that day. I discovered a newfound hope 
in Jesus, something shifted in me. So I'm not sure what your current reality looks like. Maybe you feel like the world is crashing down on you. Maybe you've been betrayed or victimized. Maybe life has handed you a bad hand. Maybe you're struggling with guilt, living in sin. Maybe you've lost all hope. I'm here to tell you, don't give up just yet. Because we are all looking and searching for something, something to fill us up. To some, it may be financial. To another, it may be emotional, spiritual, or even relational. Whichever category you fall into, I truly believe that this emptiness or void was innately placed within us so we can all find our calling or purpose in Christ. So I'll just give you guys a little synopsis about how it was in the beginning for me. In the beginning of my journey, I had a difficult time believing God's love for me. I couldn't fathom that God could still love me despite all my ugliness. So if you're like me, you're probably questioning his love too. We all do. But my issue was though, I was trying to earn God's love based on my good deeds. I mean, I would try to go days without sinning. But how many of you guys know that some days come where you just fall short? And whenever my actions weren't aligned with God, I would feel so unworthy. My inner voice would whisper, well, why are you doing all this for? You'll never be good enough. And some days, this inner voice would actually win. You know, it could all be so simple if we took God at his word. But let's be honest, we all struggle with that. Then one day it hit me like a ton of bricks. Right? I was um, conversing with my coworker about car payments, and I remember lying about something so minuscule. And the Holy Spirit whispered, tell the truth. So I did. This overwhelming peace flowed through me. It was like a light bulb went on. Then these words were just dropped in my spirit. And it literally said, only when we open our hearts to receive God's love for us, are we truly free. Listen, y'all. God was speaking to me. It was such a profound moment. I was like, this just came out of nowhere. I wasn't thinking this before. Like, God, you're, you're speaking to me. I was, I was psyched. <laughs> so what I realized was that at that moment, God was opening my eyes to spiritual blindness. 
And what I mean by that is that you start to see things from God's perspective. God was opening my eyes to understanding. And instantaneously it clicked. I realized that I had allowed the enemy to run rampant through my mind, using my shame and my guilt to separate me from God. I was being deceived by my thoughts and feelings and I was unaware of it. So be extremely careful which voice you listen to. You must be able to discern the voice of God and that of the enemy. Because the enemy's job is to plant seeds in our minds, seeds of doubt, seeds of unworthiness, seeds of guilt and shame to separate us from God. So we must understand that God's love isn't based on our performances. He doesn't relate to us on our good works because if he did, we will all be doomed for the rest of eternity. His love is based on what Jesus did for us on the cross. I had to trust and believe Jesus as the payment for my sins. And believing that we are made right with God when we believe. You know, even on our best days, we don't deserve the love, the mercy, and the favor of God. But you know what, though? He freely gives it out to each and every single one of us. You know, it's up to us to actually receive it. So 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, For our sake he made him to be sin." who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When I looked up the word righteousness, or righteous, I should say, this is what came up, right? The word righteous is defined as of a person or conduct, morally right or justifiable virtuous. God sees us as morally right in his eyes. But we must first repent of our wicked ways and accept him as our savior. Honestly, y'all, there were days where I wasn't mentally capable of pulling through. But you know what, though? Jesus was always right there. He picked me up from my desolate place and said, daughter, you are coming out of this. And I came out of it. And it's only by the grace of God. I am happier than I've ever been. My relationships have flourished and are flourishing. I am a better wife, a better sister, a better friend. Life with Jesus is so much richer and fuller and better than any life apart from him. picked up all my broken pieces and put me back together I don't know I don't know where or who I would be if it wasn't for him I'm just so grateful and thankful for surrendering to Jesus he is my everything and I literally just want to scream from the top of my lungs that Jesus is so much better you know 
life is a journey and it it doesn't mean that we're going to wake up and everything will just magically change we must trust the process of god because it is in our waiting that god teaches us things he grows our character in our faith god will literally take us through a process for us to be perfected in him so if you're misdirected lonely looking for hope i say keep hope alive because if god did it for me i know that he can do it for you so god is not done with you yet he has a purpose for you when life feels like it's pressing and crushing you Run towards Jesus. Give it all to him. He loves you. He cares for you. Nothing is too big or too small for God to handle. God specializes in the impossible. So whenever we're tempted to question God's love and goodness for for allowing pain to enter our lives... We must remember that problems and suffering are part of our human experience due to our sinful nature. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Here's that word again, hope. I know someone that can liberate you. Someone who's willing to meet you at whatever stage you are in life. To give you the hope you've been looking for. The love you've been searching for. The purpose you've been looking for. His name is Jesus. The one who died for our sins. Yeah. That Jesus, the only Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So the question then becomes, could it be that your very thoughts are what's killing you? Could it be that God is using your hopeless situation, your emptiness, your directionless state of being for you to experience the fullness of who he is? Could it be that God is drawing closer to you in this season of unknown? You know, sometimes we, we can't see beyond our pain to grasp the hope that Jesus is offering us. Just hope in him. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. God wants to rescue us. God wants to save us. God wants to make us whole. We just have to receive him and give him that chance. I mean, I don't know where your 
are with your walk with God. Or maybe you don't know much about Jesus. Or maybe you backslid. But God wants me to let you know that he loves you with an everlasting love. Will you give him a chance today? Allow Jesus to come into your heart. Ask him to take control of your life. Let Jesus lead you in all your ways. I promise you, he will meet you along the way. He will give you hope. He will renew your strength. Because that's who God is. I can only speak from experience. That's what he did for me. He set me free. He loved me when I was when I wasn't deserving of it. He transformed me and he gave me hope. So I'm here to tell you that this is our journey. We are liberated. We are no longer slave to sin. We are greatly loved by God. No matter what it looks like, we are partakers of his divine nature. We are exactly who he says we are. Depression can't hold us down. Hopelessness can't hold us down. We are children of the Most High God. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Father God, I come before you as an earthly representation of your kingdom here on earth. You've called us to be a light in the darkness. I stand on your word that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of your own possession, so that we can proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So Father, we thank you for what you are doing in the lives of your people. We pray from a posture of sonship. Let hope and faith arise. We speak life in every dead place. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, let your peace rule in the hearts of your people. Let your love permeate through every single fiber of their being. Let their hearts be open so they can receive your love. Remove their hearts of stone. Give them a new heart as they draw near and run towards you, Jesus. I pray for every lost soul, everyone listening to this podcast. Let it be just as you said it, that your will will be made manifested through this. We lift you up, our King, our King of Kings, our Lord of Lords. We say we love you. We thank you. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, because you deserve it. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we seal this prayer. And this concludes the very first episode of the Deeply Rooted Faith podcast. Thank you for listening. This episode was a very personal one for me. I just wanted to express how God has helped me and changed my life for the better. 
So this week, I challenge you guys to take a few minutes and just reflect and just spend some time in God's presence. So feel free to tell me about your experiences. Um, You can follow me on Instagram, DRF Podcast. Again, I'd like to say thank you. God bless and see you guys next time.